to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in, because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. everybody that time has arrived I'm starting a little bit late here my time in Bali it's already 1.31 a.m. in the morning but that's okay I haven't been going to bed till about shoot some days as late as 6 a.m. my time that's got to change it real quick because I've got to get back on schedule here in about two weeks um, for the Mega Man for the return of Mega Man Radio and uh, right side up my schedule is that how you say it well, welcome aboard. And what is today? Let's see. Today is Monday, December 18th, 2023. Hope you're doing great out there. I'm taking one day at a time with Jesus. It's the best way to do it, as Granny used to tell me. And uh, good to be here with you. We're going to be picking up here in a moment <clears throat> on our scripture reading for the day. I'm endeavoring to do this seven days a week. Pray for me that I can keep that up. That's what I promised the Lord, so I want to keep my promise. We're going to be in, uh, today we're going to be in uh, Psalm 6, Matthew 6, Proverbs 6, and then we're going to read five Psalms, starting with Psalm 6. And so what I'm doing is, um, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not correct, that's not correct. Okay. Wait a minute. I got to get my. Uh... That will sound a little bit strange. Excuse me. We're in Judges six. Yeah, that's right. Matthew six. But we're in Proverb eighteen, because we've synchronized Proverbs and Psalms with the, the date we started the other day, the calendar. Okay, so that means we're going to be in Psalm eighteen. <coughs> 48, 78, 108, 138. Okay, I got it right. I thought that sounded a little bit strange. All right. Now, you can do your own Bible reading plan. Um, I'm just going by where I started recently, where we left off, and uh, I just want to make sure I pick back up in the, in the next chapter. But you can dive into Psalms and Proverbs anytime you want. And, uh, you know, if you want to do it in 30 days, read one proverb a day. If you want to do Psalms in 30 days, read five Psalms a day. And you'll be through that whole book 
that's a, a great reading plan right there. Isn't that the uh, longest book of the Bible? The book of Psalms? Am I right about that? You have to look that one up. Verify. Okay. Um, any announcements I need to make? Let me think on that for just a second. Well, Christmas is coming up fast, seven days from now. Merry Christmas. I'm sure I'll be saying that to you again and that I'm here every day. Although I have some people text me and wish me Merry Christmas and I'm doing the same. In case we don't talk to each other again until <clears throat> after Christmas. Well, um, I don't think I have any announcements. Other than, um, if you're new to the channel, be sure and check out our main webpage, omegamanradio.com. Check out our archives at omegaman.podbean.com. And that is available as an app also. In addition to, you can go to that website from the computer <clears throat> to to access our MP3 archives. Sorry, for some reason I'm having to clear my throat. Well, drink some more water here. I think we're ready to roll. Well, welcome. We're going to get started. Why don't we just open up in prayer? I think I need prayer right now. How about you? Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus, I just thank you, Father God, that we know your name. I don't have to be in confusion anymore. None of us do. We thank you that you have preserved your name. And you want us to know your name. You just don't want us to use it in vain. We thank you that you sent your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to take our sins upon him. Died, be rose to, he, was, rose, he rose on the third day. And we thank you. We have an opportunity to be saved by believing in him, repenting of our sins. We plead the blood of Jesus over this program. We ask God that you bless the word as it goes out today. Forgive us of our sins, known and unknown. Back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. We invite the Holy Spirit of God to come. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would teach us your word. Give us wisdom, knowledge, understanding, discernment. Bless everybody who comes out today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Okay. We're going to pick up over in Judges chapter 6. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of Jehovah. And Jehovah delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. I have to wonder, did the people of America do evil in the sight of Jehovah and he delivered us into the hand of Barack Obama? For seven, well, how many years was it there? For eight years? Think about that. Was that a punishment? Sure looks that way to me. Something to consider. 
says, if your ways please the Lord, even your enemies will be at uh, peace with you. We've got a lot of people that are not at peace with America. Now, there are other times where we stand up for what's right and we may have to go to war to defend that right. Stand for the truth. But something to consider. Good morning, everybody out there. Welcome aboard. Where are you tuning in from? Jens, Jog, Precious Aaron. Who else is out there? Others may be tuning in. Verse 2. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. I think I've seen some of those dens. I was on a trip to Israel. I've been there twice. I've been blessed to go. Uh, I guess my first trip was 2006, and then I went again in 2007. Invited by my brother to accompany him on a trip to meet uh, the Minister of Tourism, a guy named Rami Levy, one of the diplomats there. He rolled out the red carpet for us. Got to fly on LL Airlines first class. <clears throat> Had a, a vehicle with a driver signed to us. We went down to uh, Herzliya, I believe is where we're at. We were in Galilee. And then I was able to double back up to Jerusalem before I left and met uh, who is now Dr. Nehemia Gordon who showed me some of the research he was doing, looking for scrolls around the earth. Bible scrolls, the Torah, Hebrew, that the Old Testament was written in, and finding the names of God intact, Yehovah. That's why we can speak it today. Thanks to him and the work that many did to find thousands of them where the scribes did not take the name and uh, what would be the best way to describe that? Obfuscate it? Put a fence around it? They didn't want to speak the name for fear of blaspheming but God wants us to know his name. Just don't use it in vain. That's, That's the whole issue. Now when I was over there, I, uh, first trip I went with Jerry Golden and Al, uh, uh, excuse me, Al Cuppet out to a location. And um, we got to see the boat. And then another day, Jerry Golden, and uh, who's part of Jerry Gold Ministries, the boat project. You may have heard of us talk about them over the years. We got to see the boat, get on it, one of them. My brother Cameron accompanied me, and we went over, and Jerry took us out in his car out into the uh, countryside out of Jerusalem and uh, I think we went past the place where David fought Goliath he pointed it to us and he took us up this place and you wouldn't know it uh, unless you knew it was there that there was a uh, entrance to this underground labyrinth 
that went down many levels into the ground and apparently it was uh, where they raised birds and probably stored grain I, I suspect and other things down there maybe people lived but it was built down to the ground like a den if you will built there in the mountains pretty amazing and they had this uh, walkway you take and just keep going down and down and you go as far down as you want but then you got to go all the way back up a lot of walking pretty amazing there's all kinds of stuff underground over there and so it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up and the Amalekites and the children of the east even they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till thou come unto Gaza recognize that name and left no sustenance for Israel neither sheep nor ox nor ass of course as we read the Bible we've learned that Gaza was given to Judah the tribe of Judah that was part of their inheritance also Jerusalem Mount Zion God gave it to Judah the Jews that's where the word Jew comes from from the tribe of Judah Jesus was a Jew he's also referred to as a Nazarene it says for they came up with their cattle and their tents and they came as grasshoppers for multitude for both they and their camels were without number and they entered into the land to destroy it Israel's had to fight for the land many times and there'll be more battles to fight one day though they're going to be at peace be able to rest in peace and have all that God gave them as a possession Jesus is going to come back one day and rule and reign yes he will for a thousand years He's going to put down all the enemies of Israel once and for all. There'll be a, a big battle, battle of Armageddon. And at that time, fire is going to come out of his mouth. Just consume these, these people. They want to make war on the church. Which are Jew and Gentile believers in Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ when we come to Christ as a Gentile believer we're grafted in we don't replace the natural branches we're not to boast against the branches the Jews Israel but we're grafted in we make up the commonwealth Jew and Gentile believer in Messiah in the Lord Jesus Christ it says and Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites and the children of Israel cried unto Yahovah. And it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried unto Yahovah, because of the Midianites, that Yahovah sent a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus saith Yahovah, God of Israel, I brought you up from Egypt, and brought you forth out of the house of bondage, 
and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am Jehovah your God. Fear not the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But ye have not obeyed my voice. It's not a good thing to disobey the Lord. We've all disobeyed the Lord at one time or another. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's not one righteous, no, not one, it says in the Word. We all need a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to repent of our sins. Not just once and think we're good for life, but if we sin again, we need to repent. It is possible to fall away. Judas fell away. Many in the early church fell away. When Jesus said, eat my flesh and drink my blood, or you have no part of me. Isn't that what he said? And many could not accept that teaching and no longer walked with him. Where'd they go? They died and went into hell. There's only one way to the Father, and that's through the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, again, I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all that oppressed you and drave them out from before you and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am Yehovah your God. Fear not the gods, the little g's, of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell, but ye have not obeyed my voice. And there came an angel of Yehovah and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah that pertained unto Joash the Abizarite and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of Yehovah appeared unto him and said unto him, Yehovah is with thee, the mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if Yehovah be with us. Now this is interesting. If you're reading along with me in Judges chapter 6 from verse 13 from the King James, you see Lord used two different ways. You got a, it is just a word with a capital L, lowercase o-r-d. And there Gideon is referring to the angel. It could be an angel, it could be a man. It would be like sir, okay, master. But then it says, oh my Lord, if the Lord, when you see capital L-O-R-D, that's just a placeholder that the King James uses for the name of God the Father, which is Yahovah. I know his name, and so as I read, I'm just translating it back to what it should be in the English. But if you're looking at it, and you see Lord and Lord, you see, hey, those are different, aren't they? Yeah, they are very different. One, the capital L-O-R-D, is referencing God the Father. When you see other cases, it's a, it's a title. It's a title. It could be a man. It could be an angel. 
O my Lord, if Yahovah be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not Yahovah bring us up from Egypt? But now Yahovah hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And Yahovah looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said to him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And Yahovah said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. Now I believe what is uh, taking place here is the angel speaks what he hears the father say. Okay? Just as Jesus said, I don't speak them all, but I speak what I hear the father. Isn't that what the word says? So I believe what has taken place here is God is speaking through his mouthpiece, this angel. Okay, so uh, the angel is on assignment to deliver a message from the Lord. And this angel is the emissary that delivers that message. But God is uh, is speaking through him in, in real time, if that makes sense. Now, that's my understanding. God can choose to speak audibly to you if he wants. And he has spoken to man at times audibly in history. However, it was so terrifying that there came a time where he would speak and you know there was there was thunders and lightnings and trees would be sheared in half and calves would go into birth it was a it was an awesome and frightening experience that the children of Israel said please Moses please let us not hear the, from the Lord directly let him speak to you and then you speak to us it's too fearful for us to, I mean, we just can't handle it. Now, I'd like to have that problem, and I don't mean to say that uh, uh, proudly or obnoxiously, but I treasure any time I hear from the Lord, and man, I sure do miss not being able to hear from Him audibly, like I'm speaking to you now. Now, not to say He doesn't still do it, and we can hear from the Holy Spirit of God, okay, which is God, Three individuals are all God, but you've got the Father, Yahovah, the Son, Jesus Christ, and you've got the Holy Ghost. Or if you prefer Hebrew, Ruach HaKodesh. But the Holy Spirit will speak to people in the Spirit. And God does speak in dreams and in visions. Vision is in the day, right? Isn't that how it typically works, day vision? A dream is at night, although maybe you can have a night vision too. Yes, you could. I haven't had a vision yet, but I've had dreams, and I have heard the Lord speak. I have heard the voice of the Lord. 
I didn't see him, but I heard the voice. And I couldn't tell you what it sounded like. I guess it there was no, there was no distinctive thing that I can recall from the dream, but I remember exactly what he said. Quote, you and your brother Damon have a generational curse you need to break. Period. Hit me in 2005. And of course, God speaks through his word. And he can speak to the angels. There are people being visited by angels. One of them that I know who is uh, Michael Boldea. He's been visited by the same angel that appeared to his grandfather, Demetri Dudem, on many occasions. You could also be caught up in the spirit into the throne room. That has happened. That's New Testament. I don't believe it happens every day, like some people say to uh, just the same people. Some They're like they can take a trip up there any time. I don't, I don't buy that. That's not common. These third heaven trips. I, I don't buy that. Uh, I don't think it's that easy. Anybody can do it. No, I, I just don't buy that. I think that there's, in all I could, some kind of counterfeit going on in Kundalini. However, if God wants you to do it, then you'll certainly be able to do it. My grandmother was caught up twice in her lifetime. She lived about 77. She was sold out for Jesus. She personified the word sold out. Her whole life was Jesus and the Master. She called him. And the Father. I said, Grandmother, what was that like? And she said, Well, first time it happened, she, uh, she was ready to die cried herself into such a state that she didn't want to live anymore. Her son had just died, Dwight, my uncle, in November 21st, 1971. 52 years ago. 50 years later, Jemima's born on Dwight's birthday, November 21st. Isn't that odd? God took one and he gave us another. That smile about that. Grandmother, what happened? And she, had, uh, she was laying down in her bed in the pr- sorrow, mourning, didn't want to live without her boy. And uh, I guess her heart failed. And she was caught up in the spirit, caught up into the throne room. I said, Grandmother, what do you see? And I can't remember all that she described, but uh, the gist of it was the father spoke to her and, and she saw Jesus. And Jesus brought out Dwight. And he said, Mom, I'm okay. And she said he, he had a robe on. And he his hair looked like it would freshly shampooed, if you will. And it flowing. And uh, I said, well, did you, did you see the father? And the description she gave me was sparse. She wasn't allowed to just look anywhere she wanted. She says, where I was able to see was controlled. God allowed me to see what he wanted me to see move my head where he wanted me to move to, to look and and uh, the Lord basically said to her Jesus said I needed your son I'm building a choir made up of children of different ages and you're going to see your son again but you need to go back now I have a work for you to complete 
your time is not yet. And Grimaldin lived uh, another 40 years. 2011, the Lord took her. And she went back. And, uh, of course, it's tough losing your, your, your son. But <clears throat> she said uh, she was caught up a second time. And I don't remember all the details of that one. But um, she did tell me this. She, she said, uh, we never die if we're in Christ. Your physical man, yes, but your soul, your spirit, no. To be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. She said when, I guess her heart stopped, her spirit went right up to the throne room with the Lord. Her soul, spirit, spirit goes back to God. The soul's going to spend it somewhere, either with the Lord for eternity or in hell, followed by the lake of fire, where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. I I just I say the spirit is like your car battery. You take a battery out of the car, it's dead as a door now. It's not going nowhere. Now is it? Uh, same with your body. If God were to pull the spirit out of your body, bam, you'd be dead. So would I. That goes back to God at death. The spirit, the breath of God. But the soul is you. Mind, will, emotions, intellect. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they all looked alike. I can't prove that, but if you could just, like, you know, draw out your body and then make two copies of it. They probably have that form. I don't know, but that's just my guess. But we're three in one. Just like God is three in one. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Isn't that interesting? It's amazing, actually. Grandmother was caught up also in the Spirit in 1984. Six or so. My mom and stepfather Mark had went out on a honeymoon trip somewhere. Grandmother came up to watch me and my brother. Watch us, I guess you could say. I, I was sixteen. My brother was fourteen, but not like we needed watching. But I didn't mind seeing my grandmother. I think I was in eleventh grade or so, and never forget. She stayed with us about a week, and they had this thing called laser tag. It just come out, and uh, it was very famous here in Plano, Texas. And I went out there playing laser tag. Came back and um, saw my grandmother, and something was wrong. She uh, she looked frightened. I said, "Grandmother, what's wrong?" She said, "Son, I was laying there on the couch." And the Lord lifted me up in the spirit and showed me things to come. I, she said, I saw pills of fire. It's like the elements were on fire. I think she was probably seeing the day of the Lord. It was a terrible day. Woe unto those who look, look forward to the day of the Lord. Woe. Who can stand in that day? 
she saw some calamity. Let me just put it that way. Probably the day of the Lord, but she said the elements were on fire, pills of fire. And um, she thought the Lord had come back. And she had this unction in her spirit and this burden for many that we're not living like they need to be because she said it's going to come just like that and there can be many people not going to be ready. She told me in later years that as she talked with the Lord often and he would speak to her sometimes about me and she would call me say son the Lord told me to call you he did what he's saying she would give me the message I've shared some of that on this program and uh, what she what she said was confirmed it happened um, that's exciting it's awesome you know it's it's the fear of the Lord and um she said, son, the Lord told me. After that first time, he called me up. If I served him, and it got just too much to handle, and I want to go home, he would let me go home. He'd just take me. She told me that maybe within a year of her going home to be with the Lord at 77. Now, she went home too early. And one of my biggest regrets is I only had her on this program twice. I thought I'd only had her on one time, and to my pleasant surprise, I found the second program, and I just uploaded, in fact, <clears throat> it's up on the program, Archives, Omega Man Grandmother, Weedis Weber. Uh, she was a great woman, a general, and she would pray, and the Lord would answer her prayers. She had like a bat phone to heaven, pick up that phone, bam, or, you know, like the phone between the Kremlin and you know, White House, you just pick it up, you got an instant line. You know what I'm saying? Anybody could call her and she would, her ministry was just praying for people over the phone, ministering to them, counseling, hear them out, pray. She would speak in tongues, give an interpretation. And you know when Granny, I called her Granny, she called me boy. Granny was not something real I was supposed to call my grandmother. That was something you called your great-grandmother. But, you know, I just like that name. I called her Granny, so she would call me Boy. <laughs> she would giggle. And um, where was I going with that? Oh, many people would call her. Benjamin Brooke called her one time. He said, man, what an honor it was to talk to your grandmother. Boy, she knows how to pray, and that's true. One time he needed some prayer, and I said, I said you need to call my grandmother. Let me give you a number. Can I call her? I said, of course. That's her ministry. And he called her up, and I don't know all the details of the conversation, but he, they heard from the Lord. He got ministry, as we all did. Because you know, when grandmother prayed, God heard it. She was sold out for Jesus, and that was the ser- sermon of her, her life. We must sell out. That means go all in. And that's in the word of God. Jesus says, be hot or cold, because if you're lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth. That's what it means to be hot or cold. It means a sellout for Jesus. I've got to do it. You've got to do it. We've all got to do it if we're going to make it. Because the degree that we don't sell out is the 
area that the enemy can move in. And he might be successful at getting in, setting up a stronghold and taking us out. How do you think you have the great falling away? These are people that don't sell out. They're not one to go all in for Jesus. Well, I want the salvation, eternal life, but and I'm even willing to go once a week church, but I don't want to have to do everything that the Bible says. Come on. I can't have any fun. That's what they say, and even worse, and we're in deception to think that. God will work with us. He loves us, and he'll rebuke it and chasten those whom he loves and give us an opportunity to repent and do all he can to help us. But there comes a time where we have to choose. We cannot enter into heaven with sin. Not possible. We have to repent. Before the spirit leaves the body, then then it's settled. We're going to heaven or hell. We're on one side of the ledger or the other. We're on the left with the sheep, with the the, the goats, or on the right with the sheep. And then how it works: sheep or goat. It says fornicators not inherit the kingdom of God. If we say we love Jesus and we're Christian, but we're living in fornication or these other sins, adultery or homosexuality or drunkenness, we're deceiving ourselves if we think we can continue in those sins and then make it into heaven. It just doesn't work that way. We've got an opportunity to repent now, but if we don't and the Spirit leaves our body or the devil is able to set us up for a kill, as he does every day with people, and take people's lives before they had an opportunity to repent sober. Or if we can convince you to murder yourself, well, you broke one of the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not murder. Murdered yourself. And you have no time to repent for breaking that commandment because you're dead. Devil's got you, takes you right into hell. Suicide is a one-way ticket right to hell. If you want to go to hell, suicide right now, and you'll be there a few seconds later if the Spirit leaves your body the reaper angel will come and get you, the death angel. Take you right into the pit and the devil's going to be laughing at you. We got you. You did our job for us. We didn't even have to kill you. You killed yourself. Well, what about people just depressed? What about it? They need deliverance. That's why we all need to get involved in deliverance. Maybe you and I didn't do our job. Someone could have cast that devil out. Could have ministered to him. Could have shared the gospel, got him saved and into the church. It's not an excuse for murdering yourself. So don't do it. Well, you don't know the pain I'm in. You know, there's always someone who's in more pain than you or I could could be in. Just like I said the other day in a YouTube video, you think you got it tough? Try this one. You have a child. The child is born with a defect. Can't speak. Can't walk. Can't feed itself. And you say, well, I'm glad I'm not alone in that situation. I have the husband or the wife to help me. Well, in this case, the wife died. 
So the man's alone with his child. He lives in a state where there's no family and even the family he has, they're too old to help him. He's alone. And he has to work, so he drives a taxi. And every day he carries his son, who's now six years old, in a pouch on his chest like a kangaroo baby. And the child's like that. Can't sit up. If you laid it down, it'd fall to the foreboard. Only way to do it, you got to hold it. Got to change the diaper. Got to feed it. And withstanding a miracle, there's no hope for improvement. Imagine that. 24-7. Caregiver. For your child. Who's got retardation. And you got nobody to help you. Now that's bad. Try that one. Try being separated from your family at the train station of Auschwitz. Hurriedly, your mother and your father and your older sister are taken away from you and you never see them again. You're screaming for them, but your screams don't help. And then Dr. Mingle spares your life and your twin so that he can do experiments on you. Of course, your mother and father and your sister that just got taken away, they've just been told to take off all their clothes. They're going to have a hot shower and then at the other end of this building is a door and you'll step through there and get clean clothes and hot coffee and soup and bread but what's about to happen is they're going to be killed by Zyklon B gassed to death and then dead or dead or half dead a man with a gas mask can open the chamber of this gas chamber with a big hook it's like a claw that grabs you by the ankle and they drag you over to an elevator with other dead bodies some maybe not be totally dead yet gasping for air like a goldfish your lungs burning from the cyanide gas can't breathe you're choking to death death is imminent and if not it will be in just a few moments because they're going to take you and throw you into a live fiery furnace and oven cremate you you and your sister cling on to each other for dear life only to be separated by nurses and experiments are performed on you, surgeries and other horrific operations and tests by these monsters of the Third Reich and then by an act of God the allies come in and The troops there abandon their stations, those that can, the other ones are probably shot. And help comes, but the damage is done. Your family's dead, and you are now a walking zombie 
a shell of your former self. How about that? You think you got it bad? Have met anybody yet who's went to Auschwitz? There's even hope for you if you had. We'll pray for you. God can deliver you. He can bring healing. We need to get off this. I just can't take it. I'm going to take my life. Well, if you want to be so stupid, what you're going to wake up to the reality of is that you've just done the stupidest thing you could have ever done. Because now you put yourself in a place where there's no help. No one can help you. And you think your troubles were bad on top of the surface there. Wait till you get to hell where the demons are going to bite you. They're going to rip off your arms. They're going to rape you, gang rape you. Come up and stab you with knives and eviscerate you. And then it just repeats. Torture you with fire. You think you had it bad? No. What the problem is, people don't call the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to cry out to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need deliverance. We need prayer. We need fellowship. We need the Word of God. We need everything that the Word of God offers. The problem is people don't want to go all in. Well, you and I got a little bit more time to set if we're going all in. Because there is a time coming where Jesus says, He Himself will spit us out of His mouth. And you say, well, you're heartless. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you the straight-up truth. We don't want to be a fool. Don't be a fool. Don't murder yourself. And don't go half in for the the Lord Jesus. It's time to go all the way in. He doesn't want half of you. He wants all or nothing of you and me. That's the word of God. He doesn't need you or I. If it had been any other, God would uh, we would have probably just all been wiped out. But God truly loves you and I. So much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. We need to thank God every day that he didn't give up on us, this creation down here. That's been corrupted since Adam and Eve. He didn't give up on you and I when we made a mistake or we committed grievous sin. Now we'll pay for it. But we've got to repent. There is mercy. Obtain mercy while it may be found. It's only available through the Lord Jesus Christ. What do you think, God? Do I hear an amen? Because he didn't owe us anything. If it had been me, I'd just start it over. Why even bother? I'd just start fresh. They screwed up. Thank God it wasn't me or you. Call the shots. Boy, I got way off track. Where are we at? So we're talking about God speaking to man. He does speak. If he wants to speak audibly, he can. But more often than not, he'll speak directly through his word, which he has preserved, by the way. That's why I stick with the King James. I believe that's the best translation we have in English. One day maybe I can read the Hebrew and get a little bit more richer depth to, to, to the Bible that I read in English. But we got what we need to get to heaven. Stick with the King James 1769. You won't go wrong. You'll make it to heaven. Stick with it. You won't be deceived. 
And there's also a translation of that into Mandarin now for the billion and a half Chinese out there. You say, what about those who don't speak English? Don't worry. There's one in Mandarin. There's one in Espanol. That's pretty good. Translated from the King James now. And other languages as well. Even one in Bahasa, which we sorely need over here. That's a whole other subject, which some of you have heard me cover before, but I won't do tonight. But God speaks to his word through dreams and visions. He can speak to an angel. He'll speak through prophets and prophetesses. He'll speak through a person that's got a gift of prophecy. And he can always speak audibly if he wants to. That's, And he speaks to his Holy Spirit. To your spirit, man. The quote-unquote still small voice. There we are. And he can call you for, you know, directly up to the throne room if he wants to. Catch you up in the spirit. That's where I was going. Now I found my way back here. That's happened too. If God needs to, he'll speak to a donkey. Amen? That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> or maybe not. All right. That happened. The angel of Yahovah appeared unto him and said to him, Yahovah is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if Yahovah be with us, why then has all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told, of, told us of, saying, Did not Yahovah bring us up out from Egypt? But now Yahovah hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And Yahovah looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? So he's speaking through the angel. And he said to him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And Yahweh said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee, and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he said, I will tarry until thou come again. So the angel tarried there. And Gideon went in, and made ready a kid, and unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. The flesh he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and brought it out unto him, under the oak, and presented it to him. So he had some soup, broth. He had some uh, goat meat, and he had some unleavened cakes of an ephah of flour. Is that like um, non bread? But that was good. I hope they had butter, some salt in there too, and some coconut water because I can't drink iced tea or coffee anymore. I've given up caffeine. Okay, and the angel of God said unto him, Take the flesh and the unleavened cakes and lay them upon this rock, and pour out the broth, and he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put forth the end of the staff, the angel of Yahovah put forth the end of the staff, 
that was in his hand and touched the flesh and the unleavened cakes and there rose up fire out of the rock. God is an all-consuming fire. And consumed the flesh and the unleavened cakes. Then the angel of Yehovah departed out of his sight. Why would God use an angel as his messenger? Because doesn't it say no man has seen God and lived? If God himself appeared to you, the Father, you and I wouldn't be able to take it. We'd be dead. Just won't be able to take it. It'd be like uh, that movie, Ark of the uh, Indiana Jones, the Ark Covenant. They opened up the Ark and that fire came out there and consumed people. They couldn't stand and look at the Ark. Now you can see Jesus. Jesus, the, the Son of God, who is God, has appeared to people. He's appearing to uh, Muslims in dreams. And they're coming to Christ. Goes on to say, but typically it's an angel, right? Then the angel of the Lord departed out of his sight. And when Gideon perceived that he was an angel of Yehovah, Gideon said, Alas, O Lord Yehovah, For because I have seen an angel of Yahovah face to face. Now that's an interesting verse. I'm, I'm going to go and study that one. That's Judges 6.22. You've got in that one verse, you've got capital L-O-R-D and you've got a capital G-O-D. And also uh, uppercase L, lowercase O-R-D. That is a, that's a title. And I'm going to look that up in Hebrew and see what uh, capital G-O-D comes out to. I want to see if it's the same Hebrew as capital L-O-R-D. Probably is, but I'm going to find out. Verse 23, And Yahweh said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. For a moment there, Gideon was like, Man, I just saw an angel. Am I going to live? Now we're dealing with Gideon at this juncture. We've had up to this point Moses leading the people, Joshua with Caleb, and they've died, right? Who does Israel have now? God has given them a man named Gideon. Enter Gideon. Then Gideon built an altar there unto Yahovah, called it Yahovah Shalom. Okay, that's good. That's good right there. You know, um, the King James got it right in a couple places. Well, there's a couple, at least three or four verses that just have Yahovah. Spelled with a J, which will be the English spelling for the Hebrew Yahovah. But here they've got the combination word. And God has many attributes. Jehovah Jireh, right? My provider. Jehovah Shalom, Yahovah Shalom. Does that mean peace? Unto this day it is yet an Ophrah of the 
Abizarites. I wonder if it's still there today. He built an altar. It came to pass the same night that Yahovah said unto him, Take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by it. Uh-oh. Gideon's daddy is worshiping other gods. He's going to have to take those gods down, tear this altar down. Uh, we had to tear an altar down when we came to Bali. It was actually the landlord who did because it wasn't our property, but we made a deal. We'd move in if she tore down the altars. There was not one but two. Right out the front door in this little patch of ground that we call our front yard next to the uh, paved driveway for the car. It's big enough to make a pen for our dog. Two big altars there with steps that went up to a seat, a throne. That's where the gods, the little G's, both set, double throne. The aliens. They were torn down. Turned into rubble. And these these altars, these idols, they can come in all shapes and sizes. Typically made out of stone. Some out of wood. Some out of gold and silver, precious metals. And you're not to keep the gold or the silver from these idols or amulets or these um, talismans or any of the occultic things that you might have or inherited. you got to destroy it with fire. Or get rid of it some other way. You can't burn it. I remember there was a lady who came to the church my grandfather Weber pastored Alexandria Church of God back in the 80's her name was Sister Diana and she was a tall lady with jet black hair she was Persian from Iran originally but I guess born and raised in America or raised in America at least and very smart lady had a mathematics degree and uh, so intelligent she was hired to work for a government think tank special clearance that's all I was told about her but very learned lady and uh, she had also been into fortune telling and had a crystal ball she brought it over I think it was about the size of a softball asked my grandfather to help her destroy it and so he actually took it and dropped it down in a well that was there at the church parsonage there wasn't any, uh, well, I guess they could have thrown it in the Potomac River. I think that would been a better idea. Anyway, it's still down there at the bottom of this well. I know where it's at. Right down at the bottom. Nobody's going down to get that. Um, I think they tried to smash it. It wouldn't break. So now Gideon has a charge from the Lord, from Yahovah. God he needs to go down and uh, destroy that altar 
the altar of Baal that his father had and cut down the grove that is by it. There would there have been an area of trees in that area. You know, a lot of wicked things happen in groves of trees, you know. You've heard of the Bohemian Grove? They've got Molech the Owl down there. There's a guy that just posted YouTube and he infiltrated it again. And he got over there by himself, apparently, on a canoe. Kayak, rather. Went in there at night with a flashlight. He should have had, like, night vision goggles. I used to have a, two pairs of those. They were worth about four grand a piece. Made from Litton Industries. I'd bought them from Steve Quell back in the day. And uh, they work. I would turn them on and I would go down into my basement and just walk around in the dark. Test things out. Also had a night night scope worth about seven grand for sniper shots. Never used them. But I was preparing for civil war. And uh, holding down my fort bulletproof vest I think I still have about four of those sold the night vision though Um, but this guy made it over the Bohemian Grove back to that story and he went over there with his flash with his kit well I guess he shoot he didn't even have a proper flashlight he was using his smartphone light at some point I think and uh, well he did have a flashlight but then I think that failed too and Anyway, he was using his phone, and it's up on YouTube. And man, he got in there and got some of the best footage you you'll ever see of it. Went right up to the owl, and there was an altar up there. Wicked stuff going on. Went into some of the little cabins. Check it out. Very interesting. I'd like to see someone go back to Epstein Island. Gideon's got a job to do. Boy, this will be the longest speak my word we've done. I haven't even finished uh, my first book. It says, Ah, uh, wait a minute. Okay. And build an altar unto Yahovah thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place, and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as Jehovah had said unto him. And so it was, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. He cut down this grove and struck down the altar. And when the men of the city, verse 28, arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down, and the grove was cut down that was by it. And the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. Destroy the altar of Baal and put up an altar for God. And they said one to another, Who hath done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. That the men of the city said unto Joash, Bring out thy son that he may die. Because he has cast down the altar of Baal because he has cut down the grove that was by it. Folks, I, I could see this happen in 2023. Where I live on this island, there's altars in most 
of the houses. If you're Hindu, you have an altar or two. And then just about every block has a, a temple. And then there's medium-sized temples and bigger-sized temples. And there'll be, you know, a temple for your community. And it would be like if in present time God had spoken to one of these people and they answered the Lord and they had went over there and just destroyed the temple. There would be an uproar. There would be an uproar. In fact, there are tourists that come to this island and do things that they should not be doing. Like uh, stripping naked over in one of these temples or having relations. You understand what I'm saying? Knocking the boots and they get caught. Oh boy, you're in trouble. It's a fine and you'll probably be banned from life from coming back. Might get beat too. I can see it happen. People be in an uproar. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, Will ye plead for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death while it is yet morning. If he be a god, let him plead for himself. Because one hath cast down his altar. Therefore on that day he called him Jeroboam, saying, Let Baal plead against him. Because he hath thrown down his altar. Then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. But the spirit of Yehovah, capital S, the spirit of Yehovah, isn't that interesting? There's all kinds of good stuff to research here in this chapter. You know, we need to stay consistent when we're talking about the spirit of God, capital S. I, I like it. They put it in capital S here. But the spirit of Yehovah came upon Gideon and he blew a trumpet and Abiezer was gathered after him and he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh who also was gathered after him and he sent messengers unto Asher and unto Zebulun and unto Naphtali and they came up to meet them and Gideon said unto God if thou wilt save Israel by my hand as thou hast said Behold, I will put a fleece of wool on the in the fore, and if the dew be on the fleece only, and it be dry upon all the earth beside, then shall I know that thou wilt save Israel by my hand, as thou hast said. And it was so. For he rose up early on the morrow, and thrust the fleece together, and wringed the dew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. And Gideon said unto God, Let not thine anger be hot against me, and I will speak this once. Let me prove, I pray thee, a test, in other words. But this once with the fleece, let it now be dry only on the fleece, and upon all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, for it was dry upon the fleece only, and there was dew on all the ground. Okay. Um, well, we got through chapter 6. I better move quickly. This is truly one with commentary. Okay. More on Gideon tomorrow. Matthew chapter 6, next up. 
Jesus said, Take heed that ye, talking about everybody, do not your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Therefore when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest alms, let not thine left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I send you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret. And thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. O when ye pray, use not vain repetitions. Uh, can you think of some people that do mantras, and they just keep repeating the same word or phrase over and over and over again I was in a taxi today and that's really I think what was going on uh, I happened to be a Hindu man I could see the altar on the dashboard that's how you can tell Hindus from non-Hindu Hindus will have usually a, a basket with incense and daily you know herbal offering to their gods Christians and Muslims will not Catholics will not and uh, this guy was playing some kind of music. It had to have been from India. The weird thing about it is it would go for like 15 or 20 seconds and then it would just seem to repeat forever. And that, that it did for almost 45-minute drive. I don't know what they were saying, but it was some kind of mantra. I bet you anything. I thought it odd. And I just bind that. Mind any transference of spirits. Rebuke that in Jesus' name. Goes on to say, But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye need, ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when ye fast, it says when ye, it's assumed that you and I 
we'll be doing it. It's a good thing to fail. Spiritually and physically. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face. That thou appear not unto men too fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. I'd like to see what some of those people looked like. They would disfigure their faces. They probably looked like they're in agony. Oh. I'm not a fan either of really people telegraphing that they're going to fast and say, let's all fast on a certain date. Then everybody knows you're fasting. I think you should, you can say, hey, you know, calling people to a fast, but you decide when, for how long you do it. That's what I believe. Corporate fasting, is that, that, that can be a good thing calling a fast but I think you should really try to not telegraph when you're doing it keep that between you and the Lord and don't let anybody tell you how many days you got to fast there's no set period unless God has told you specifically to do a, a fast of a certain period of days you can do a 24 hour fast it's like have lunch today and then you start your fast after your lunch don't eat till lunch tomorrow you fasted 24 hours. I used to do that at least twice a week. Build up some momentum. Thank you, Jog, for the encouragement. Hello, Raymond. It says, Lay not up for yourself treasures upon earth, where moth, you ever found a moth in your clothes eating a hole? And rust doth corrupt. I've ordered silver before and it had a little bit of corrosion on it. A little bit of oxidation. But, you know, what if you had a prized car? You could get some rust. You ever seen people sell these cars and these uh, time capsules and they open them up 50 years later? And the thing is just totally rusted out. Where moth, neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Anybody had a thief break in? We had some robberies in um, Costa Rica when I lived there. Thankfully, I wasn't there. But if I was, it, there would have been a gun battle. And I was armed in Costa Rica. Glock 19 9mm. I also had a Smith & Wesson uh, police special was a 357 Magnum titanium scandium hammerless I would carry it in the pockets of my short it was so lightweight used to carry a Glock 19 in the back of my pants on this with a second belt like a gun belt 
because you didn't know what you were running down there to down there. There were mafia hitmen, thugs that would ride two to a, a motorcycle. One would be the driver, and the other would pull the gun on you in a taxi. It happened to my friend Katrina McKay. Somebody shot her in the leg. She'll te- testify to that. She was coming out of a bank, got a taxi. Somebody had been scoping out. Who, who were the gringos coming out of the bank? I've had, um, I actually had a uh, pistol stolen there in the early days. That was another gun. I was stupid about that one. Part of a crew that came in, this guy and his assistant, they had made some custom drapes and came in to hang them, and I shouldn't have left that thing out. He got it, and I found the guy had to go down to the OE Hoda, the uh, Costa Rican FBI, had me look through the book with photographs and found him, and uh, they put out a, uh, a warrant for him, but I don't know if they ever caught him. Then we had a uh, a robbery in an apartment, and then there was a uh, another place I was in where there was a home invasion during the day. And thank God, God protected the apartment I, I was renting. I wasn't there at the time, but there was a small dog that I had, and somebody had come in. It was an electric. It was a it was a uh, electric gate for this apartment complex, and when it opened, they came in midday and began to go door to door. They stopped short of mine. Maybe they saw the angel of the Lord. I hope so. Had I been there, though, there would have been a gun battle. I used to travel in Costa Rica with my friend, former L.A. County Sheriff Deputy named Steve Davis. And uh, no relation. I, maybe we, who knows, though. Same last name. And uh, Steve would... Um, he also had his, and we had concealed weapons permits. All right, and I, I had a concealed permit. Had to go down to the police department, take the test, and I was legal. I could carry my guns, and I did. We'd go down to the beach, and uh, we'd both be packing. And I was always worried that there'd be a Dimitri Dudeman style invasion. We'd be stuck in Central America when the invasion happened, and we would be caught up in it. Because when the invasion comes on America, like a Red Dawn invasion, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Mexico, Central America, and two other countries uh, invade America. If you're in Central America as an expat, well, I'm sorry for you. You'll probably be killed. There's a, uh, there is a shelf life to living in certain places as an American. Because when that invasion starts, and if you're in one of those countries and everybody says, let's go for America and plunder it, now it's time to hit it. The Russian Spetsnaz of Newt, California, and New York State, Florida, Vegas, they've went up in flames. Let's go in there and take it. Every man for himself. And you were, you were caught there as an American, they would probably hang you or shoot you. And so we were thinking, I was I was always looking to see how much ammo I had for my shotgun and my two pistols. Because I thought, you know, I'm a long way from home. And you, you never know. You could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, God didn't let me stay over there too long. 
and haven't been back since 2012. Then I came back to America, was in America for four and a half years, and and now I'm living overseas again. But um, yeah, that was uh, the wild, wild west. How did I get off on that story? Oh, the thief. Yeah, I was living in a house one time. Another another instance. Just moved into Escazú. And every place you go, you got to put up barbed wire Constantino. Now, you may not have seen that before. You've seen pictures. There's actual, was a, a company I'd call, and they'd come out with a brand new box of glean, gleaning, uh, gleaming, shiny in the sun, stainless steel barbed wire. Come, it comes in rolls. And they would roll it and put it on the top of the wall that was around the house that I rented. Well, the house had walls. And you'll see that in many countries. That's pretty common. Actually, where I'm at, I don't have walls like I had there. You could just, you know, jump over mine. But my next-door neighbor has pretty high walls. And I can see them as I come out. Maybe I'll take a picture one day. They have glass embedded in the top of theirs. Now, that's what a lot of people do. They just take Coke bottles, glass, and they break up the glass, and then they'll cement it into the top of the wall. So... If you happen to want to climb that wall, you're probably going to get cut. But we actually use Constantino wire. <laughs> kind of looks like a, a prison going to a jail. And uh, that didn't stop these two guys. I just moved in and looked like a nice neighborhood by day. It was quiet. Price was right on this house I was running. It was like 400 a month. I brought a crew in and we cleaned it up and I was I painted it and... Uh, Moved my stuff in, got my internet set up, and this was like, uh, this is 2004. And what happened is, uh, laying in bed, I was married at the time to a Colombian girl. And, um, She heard something, looked out the window, and there were two guys at my front gate. And one guy was trying to figure out how he was going to get in. And the other one pointed up to the concierge wire and wagged his finger like, nope, we can't scale the wall. He's got barbed wire up there. Well, she didn't tell me. Otherwise, I'd have went for my Glock 19. Didn't tell me the next morning. Told me what had happened. And I was like, crap. They had come for me. They saw us move in. Figured Gringo got some cash. So let's go rob them. They were coming in. Well, they would have met my 9mm, and I had a 32-round mag that used for the Glock 18, which is the full automatic Glock Nine millimeter. Got the Glock nineteen. You got the Glock seventeen. Well, the Glock eighteen is the was the full automatic version, and had a thirty-two round clip. You couldn't buy them in America at the time, but I could buy them there. You could buy a uh, sawed-off shotgun in Costa Rica, but you couldn't get an AR-15. That was very strange. They were very rare. One would cost you about seven thousand dollars at that time, but you get us get all kinds of other stuff shotguns and pistols and 
At any rate, I stuck with the 12 gauge and then my Glock and my 357 Magnum later. Well, I waited for these guys for a few days, laying on my couch, hoping, just hoping they would come back with my Glock 19. Actually, I had a Beretta 92F down there, too. I still have them. A friend has them. I haven't been back in, you know, 12 years, but still my name in a safe. And um, I was hoping they would come back. I wanted to get in a gunfight. They didn't have guns. Probably had a knife. But then again, I don't know. Who knows what they might have had. They didn't come back at night. They hit me on the weekend. Went up to the mall. Came back. And lo and behold, they found a way to get in. They actually lifted the gate up off the track. And I said, how'd they do that? And then I realized, oh no. You can do that. There was uh, something that was supposed to be on the, the track. Down there, you would have a, a gate, a metal gate. And I've never seen it done before like this, but they would take a garage door opener, like you have in America in the garage door for your garage. They'd hook it up there on the gate, and then with your remote control, it would open up the gate. That's the coolest thing. They had a crew that would just do that. Take them a few hours, and you'd have an electric gate. And I would go in, and I would have electric gates put in and the barbed wire, and then I'm ready to go. Uh, move in. And um, they lifted this thing up the track and then got in. But thank God I had another form of defense. I had this probably one-inch thick, massive padlock uh, uh, ch- chain with a padlock. And there was a hook on my door, and I was able to padlock the door. And so... <laughs> I padlocked the door, and they got as far as that. that they, they they didn't want to try to risk be there trying to cut that thing. Well, and get caught. Well, that was all that I needed. I didn't hang around. I said, that enough's enough. I'm getting the heck out of here. And I, I hadn't been in there maybe two weeks. And, of course, the owners that were renting it to me, they were shocked. I said, hey, I'm sorry. Keep the deposit. I really am sorry about this, but... I had no idea this is Bandito Town. This was Escazoo. And, um, yeah, we had that experience there. I don't know that it's ever changed. Uh, even there are corrupt police over there, corrupt Secret Service. I had to hide out some Americans one time that uh, were in a lawsuit over a house they had built with a contract, and the contractor knew two of the presidential guard, and the contractor had ripped my friend off and was trying to get my friend thrown out of the country before he could go to court. So I had to hide them in my condo when I first moved there in 2004. That was an interesting story. One of the top SEO uh, guys in the world, a guy named Forrest. He could get any keyword to the front page of Google. So there are thieves. I've experienced them. They will break in. And so it says, don't lay up your treasure on earth where thieves can break in. And still, it says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Not to mention, if you have a lot of treasure, then you've got the burden of having to watch over it and maintain it. And, you know, uh, would it be safe if I go out of town? Will someone break in? They just might. The light of the body is the eye. 
If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There are some people that have made money their God. Now money is not evil, but the love of money is the root of all evil. And there's some that have decided, well, I'm going to walk away from God for the money. Well, you know, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Any man who puts in the plan and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. If you will not pick up your cross and follow Jesus, Jesus says, you're not worthy of me. So that's not a smart thing to do. Some people will sell their souls for money and have done it. You're deceived if you do it. Now you can serve God and have money and God does bless people. There are Christian entrepreneurs out there. They're blessed so they can abound every good work. There's that Ecclesiastes woman who was a homemaker managing her house and her staff and taking care of her children and raising them up in the ways of the Lord and she also had a home-based business. That's okay too. You can do both. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink nor yet for your body what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment behold the fowls of the air for they sow not neither do they reap nor gather into barns yet your heavenly father feedeth them are ye not much better than they which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto a stature? There was a uh, herbal supplement company that made a herbal Viagra. It's called Longitude back in uh, 20 years ago. Made a lot of money they did on eBay and then they went to jail because they also had some other products and one of them was... <laughs> a product that's supposed to cause you to uh, take this capsule, this supplement, and uh, you can grow. You're not tall enough? You want to be? Just take this. It's a special amino acid, they said, and you'll grow. They also said you would grow that part down there. Just saying. That was their claim, longitude. And they made, I think, $100 million was the story. Over $100 million. Wow! Wow! There is money in herbal supplements. Yes, there is. I'd like to make some of it with a good product so we could fund ministry. It's my hope we can do that in 2024. That's my background before uh, Omega Man was in the herbal supplement business for a good four years. We had a great run with a product called Hootia Gordoni. God gave me that. Uh, it's part of fulfillment of his word and I'm hoping there's more to come. Job 22, 25, I'll go before thee and be thy defense, and you shall have plenty of silver. 
We had a lot of silver come in with that product. And we used it in the ministry. 20% of what came in gross went to the gospel. Uh, went to the, the Lord's work. Let me put it like that. It wasn't all evangelism, but some of it was Israel, widows and orphans, gospel. Um, ho- hoping for another opportunity like that because I'd like to fund uh, deliverance meetings worldwide free. Fund TV. Uh, help many humanitarian projects. It takes money. Just money. You can't take it with you. There's people that got billions right now. They're not going to take it with them. But it's a great tool. So this one company, they, they went to jail. And that was one of the products they had. They said they could add a cubit to your stature, <laughs> basically. Verse 28, And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toll not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, Shall we not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith. God help us all. Give us more faith. God gives a measure of faith to us all. But how do we get more? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So good idea to read the word. Every day. You need to drink water. You need to sleep. You need to eat. You need to feed that spirit man. And I say go to the gym too if you can uh, it makes a difference. I'm still working out. Praise God. Went today. Walked a mile on a treadmill. Uh, biked three miles and did about, I think, nine minutes of the 4x4 four four challenge with six kilogram weight. Uh, I've already gained 1% extra muscle mass, but I still got to burn some fat. But I had to kill coffee first. I've done that. Praise God. The caffeine almost killed me. And uh, I just can't drink ca- cappuccino in moderation, so I had to let it go of it all. If you can do it, God bless you, because it sure does taste good. But I couldn't do it. And then I had to kill pizza. That was my last dragon to slay. Now, it should be home free. Just eating chicken, for the most part. Steak has went up. I was trying to eat that regularly, but it went up in price. So maybe once or twice a week, but primarily just chicken. And some nuts, coconut water for electrolytes. Uh, but working out is important. And working out the spirit man is important. Getting in the Word every day. We need to do these things. It will make a impact on us if we'll do it. If you don't do anything else, read the Word. It says, For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That's primordial. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Praise God. Well, that's Matthew chapter 6. Shall we read a proverb? Let's go to Proverb 18. 
Thank God this isn't a radio program. We don't have 15 minutes. Or YouTube short, you only get 60 seconds. Let's go to Proverb 18. Okay. Here we go. It's not very long. Through desire a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. When the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt, and with ignominy reproach. Boy, is that a word. Let me look that one up. Let's go over to Google ignominy. They had better vocabulary in King James than we do today in English, just about. They use more words. It means disgrace or public shame, dishonor. A cause of disgrace, a shameful act. So when the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt, and with ignominy, that wicked act, reproach. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom is the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. I want some of that. It is not good to accept a person of the wicked, to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Have we seen that happen with the tax on President Trump and the courts accepting the those that were bribed and the wicked to overthrow the righteous? It's not good. It says, A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calls for, calls for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a tell-bearer are his wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. Wow. The name of Yehovah is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and be and it is safe. Now that's a great verse. I'd like to put back up on my Facebook wall. The name of Yahovah. Why do you want to know God's name? Because it's a strong tower. It says the righteous will run into it, and it is safe. Well, praise God. When we know the name of the Father, we can call on him in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? Shouldn't we know the name of our Father? He is our Father. But don't you want to know his name? I do. And we need to, so there's no confusion. There's a lot of people say they worship God. But we don't all worship the same God. God is just a title. What God is it that you serve? Well, someone may be worshiping Ram. Is that the God you serve? Not the God I serve, so... You said we both worship God. Well, that's not my God. Is Allah your God, not mine? Is Vishnu? Is Buddha? We don't all worship the same God. If the God you're serving does not have a son named Jesus Christ, it's not the God of the Bible. Do I hear an amen? 
Okay. Posted that. Defense of the name of Yahovah. Verse 11. The rich man's wealth is his strong city, and a high wall is his and a high wall in his own conceit. Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty. And before honor is humility. He that answereth the matter before he heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. I've got to remind my son that because Jeremiah likes to be the first one in school to raise his hand. There might be a prize and he wants to win that prize. So he'll say he knows it. And many times he does know it. Sometimes he doesn't even wait. And one time he he just raised his hand and then he got a chance to answer. He said, oh, I don't know the answer. <laughs> so I got to teach my son. Son, wait till they finish speaking. Wait. Because you don't want it to be a shame to you. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. That's true. There's a lot of people that are battling horrific pain. They just seem to be bearing through it. They just got a spirit's very strong. Some people say willpower. Spirit power. But a wounded spirit, who can bear Yeah, if you get wounded emotionally, sometimes you're just ready to just throw throw all the cards and throw it all in. Just give up. Some loss can be like that. It's almost too much to bear. That's when we need to lay those burdens, give those burdens to the Lord and leave them there. That's a song. I gotta find that one. I'm remembering these songs. I've heard sung before, and we used to sing in the church. I think that was one of them, too. Yeah, give your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. The heart of the prudent getteth knowledge, <clears throat> and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. I've seen that happen if you get a, a gift of music. That's one of the ways. He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but his neighbor, come, his neighbor cometh and searcheth him. The lot causeth contentions to cease, and parteth between the mighty. Casting the lots? Yep. How are we going to sell this? Let's cast lots. A brother offended is hard to be one than a strong city. Yep, that's true. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. I've been in arguments with my brothers and we haven't talked to each other for months. But praise God, we uh, we worked everything out, forgave each other. It says, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing. And obtaineth favor of Yehovah. 
I found one seven and a half years ago. It took me a long time, though. The poor useth entreaties, but the rich answereth roughly. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. There is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Praise God. We got up to we got up to Proverbs eighteen. We read Matthew six and Judges six. And what I'm going to do is just stop right there. Um, we're not going to do our Psalms for today, but we we did three chapters, so that's not too bad. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for your word. Your word endureth forever. Thank you, Father Yehovah, that we each can have our own. We don't have to go to a mass and have a priest read it to us as they were doing not long ago, and it was locked up in Latin on top of that. Forgive us of our sins, God, as we forgive others who have trespassed against us. We ask, God, that you would open up doors for people out there, myself included, direct our footsteps have your way in our lives surround us with your warrior angels bless everyone that came out today we plead the blood of Jesus over everyone tuning in thank you Father God until next time in Jesus name surround us with your warrior angels amen friends I love and appreciate you I wonder if I can find that song to close out with Give your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Okay. I would like to have a quartet sing that. What if I can find a quartet? And I want to thank you all for tuning in today to another edition of Speak My Word. We're going to be back tomorrow, God willing. The plan is to do one seven days a week. Um, I will get this up in the archive. Also, look for some more Reloaded episodes coming your way fast right there at omegaman.podbean.com. They're all free. There's no charge for anything here. If uh, God puts it on your heart to help us, you can do a couple ways. You can share a program with a friend, help us get the word out about the program. If you want to financially support the show, there's some ways to do that over at omegamanradio.com. To those that have, God richly bless you. I want to thank all that have supported this program this year, 2023. You kept us alive, and uh, we're coming back full force January 1, God willing. Thank you. Have a great day. God bless you in Jesus' name. See you next time.